Hey guys, it's Rhett here with this week's quick tip. Read a book. That's right. Hey, I'm calling you out. Read a book. All right? You know, those things made out of paper, sits on the shelf. No, 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 no. Put the Sunday funnies down. All right? I'm talking a real book. You want to make it game dev related? You hop on over to Amazon right now and pick yourself up a copy of Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreer. Okay? Blood, Sweat, and Pixels follows the highs and the lows, the trials and the tribulations of several of your favorite game dev studios, all right? You hop on up on that Amazon right now, they got you that Kindle copy, or hey, you hate trees, you hate the actual Amazon, you go ahead and pick yourself up a paperback copy like I did. Both are only about 10 bucks, and hey, if you got that Amazon Prime, well, free two-day shipping, and if you don't, shame on you, dude, it's 2017! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast following two game dev scrubs on their journey to uh, to trying to become more than that. Um, whoop, we can do it. You can too, baby. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? It's been a while, kind of. <laughs> Not to you, but to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we kind of missed last week. Um, well, the funny thing is we missed last week, but we podcasted for like eight hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I podcasted literally all day Saturday. From the moment I woke up to, like, we got done at, like, 5. Yeah. And we started at 7. Right? Of course, like, of course, we did have a break in there, but I went and recorded my other podcast, Chaotic Amateurs. So um, I kind of was, like, living the dream, you know? Like, (laughs) I was sort of on cloud nine because, like, podcasting is, like, one of my favorite things, which is why I have so many podcasts. (laughs) Like... It's such a fun way in this like modern busy world where you know we're separated by so far it's like a fun kind of modern way to like hang out and do something yeah, together. It's totally. like it's like it's funny to me cuz all these comedians and people have um they have sorry uh they have uh, podcasts and all this sort of stuff and it's it, to me, it like replaced like being in a band, you know. It's yeah, like kind of. And I can see that. And the funny thing is, like for you especially, since you've done so many podcasts, it's like it's not just like you and the band. It's like you have a band with every one of your friends, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, dude. Uh, for me, it's just like these evil days again. And and now we like reintroduce Kurt, so now maybe we're back into the true vine. I don't know. <laughs> oh hell yeah, son! Uh, That's still one of my favorite shows. Was just you, me, and Kurt at the yeah, space. At the space, dude. That was that was really fun. And some and of those I remember, pictures like, that came back were like really yeah, good too. The pictures are epic. Like, we look the bad. most the most like band photo at at a live show we ever took. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at a freaking like closet broom closet bar. Yeah. yeah, like I, it was funny too. Is like it was in the summer, so it was like, like we started pretty early because it's still light out, and that was back when the stage was by the front of the space. And they moved it to the yeah, back later on. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, we played we played there a lot. We played at that. the space at quite a few times. That was like our home, our home uh, 
venue basically that and freaking peppers <laughs> dude peppers Up in vancouver yes. we would drive like peppers. two hours to peppers and play for three people and then drive straight back home and we were like we weren't 21 yet so we could only hang out while we were playing and then we had to leave <laughs> yeah yeah or sit outside dude that yeah. place was fun and it we had a really, really good video of our band at one point like yeah it was like on your myspace for a really long time dude i, I still every once in a while go back and watch that and actually i uh, can't find it our number one fan jago uh somehow we were talking about music <laughs> one day and i no. shared it with him and he like he told me he thought it was really awesome and he was like gonna favorite it so he could re-watch it <laughs> What the fuck? How yeah. did you find this video? I was looking for it the other day and couldn't find it. I'll find, find it. it right now. The uh, one at Peppers? The one at Peppers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, please do and link that to me. Dude, if you uh, go to YouTube and type in These Evil Days, it's like the sixth video. behind. No. Yeah, dude. Behind Mortal Treason. You remember? No. It? <laughs> <laughs> It's these evil days hatjack.mp4. It has 178 views posted seven years ago. <laughs> uh, it's not the sixth one for me. Oh, really? If I type these evil days, it goes mortal treason, mortal treason, these evil cats, mortal treason again, some guy. <laughs> uh, some Dude, guy, we can link it. Guys, I'll link it in the guy. show notes, okay? I'm going to get this YouTube video, and we're going to go viral. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I type in These Evil Days Banned, huh. this is the problem that I've had, because I remember weird. there being so many so many videos of us. Yeah. Well, there and, you go. Uh, I just posted it in your Twitch channel. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch it right now, though. we got a podcast. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, Although, you posted it on the Twitch channel, but I don't see it. Oh, no. Dude. It's, like, only viewable for me. <laughs> well, it told me that I had it, and I could see it as a pop-up in the bottom right, but your yeah. comment is empty. That's fine. I can uh, get it from you later as long all right, as you have all right, it. All right, all right, Yeah. But anyways, but, back to okay, podcasting. Okay, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you were podcasting, like, all day last week, did you have moments where, like, it's almost like you have those moments when you're on stage or whatever playing where you kind of forget that you're you're playing and it's like you are thinking thoughts in your mind while like playing or like in the case of podcasts like while speaking did you ever have that um, happen <laughs> like yeah kind of like a high moment or whatever like you, you're doing like multiple things at once while like kind of knowing you're doing all of those things at once <laughs> you know what i mean yeah uh, uh that happens all the time and and what's funny is specifically during Chaotic Amateurs, which for anybody who hasn't figured out yet, it's my Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Um, specifically during that, I'll re-listen to the episodes and I'll be like, oh shit, like I barely remember that or I remember it very differently because it's it's like the way that we play, I've always sort of felt that it's it's like a type of hypnosis. Oh, totally, dude. And uh, And so like after our session's done, I'm like, oh, damn, that's it? And then I go back and listen to it, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I barely remember it that way. Like, it, you know, it was all in my mind's eye. Yeah. You know, I was I was living it in my imagination, and... Uh, right. Well, it's so, like, 
it's weird like you have kind of this meta moment where like if it's music or whatever it's like you're you're playing music while listening to the music and like thinking about the fact that you're listening to it or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then you're like then you're like what yeah yeah then you like have a snap you snap out of it and you're like oh i'm still playing Uh, I had several Dude, of those like, moments when we were podcasting with Kurt. Uh, yeah, where I was like I listening too. to you guys, and then at the same time, like you guys would bring something up, and I would go down my own rabbit hole, like thinking yeah. about, you know, my own thoughts. Yeah, and it was... I do that while I'm talking sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, dude. dude, when we put when we finally get that book club podcast up, listen to me when I talk sometimes. Because I feel like I'll be making a good point, but then I'm trying to wrap it in with another point or, like, another <laughs> point that somebody else made. And then at one point, I'll just, like, kind of trail off and I'll be like, oh, shit, I put too many balls in the air at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's that's uh, the hard part, too, when you're just kind of, like, flying off the cuff. Like, especially when you're talking about something as deep as sapiens, you know? Like, basically talking about philosophy the whole time. When you start going that deep, like... Yeah, at one point we were talking about free will versus determinism, and I was asking you guys, like... (laughs) I had no idea what you were talking about, but... uh, God, that was funny. That was really fun, Uh, though. That was one of the most fun times I've ever had podcasting, so I'm really excited to get that out. Dude, yeah, uh, me too. Get people listening and getting other people's perspectives and stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, anybody who's listening to this that's interested in that, just keep your eyes posted. Uh, we'll definitely be tweeting about it. We'll be uh, talking about it on our podcast more. Um, we have uh, our first book uh, has been completely ta- discussed yep. in our book club podcast, and we're on to our second one. Uh, we just got to finalize a bunch of you know podcast details. Like if you've ever listened to the beginning of Game Devs Quest. Um, you heard me and Taylor talking a lot about the process of us getting our podcast ready. And uh, we're kind of doing the same exact thing, taking the same exact steps with our buddy Kurt. Um, so you guys will be the first ones to hear all about that. We're really excited to bring that to you guys. Totally. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, it was a <laughs> lot of fun. It was a fun Saturday for me. I, the whole time I was like, man, I wish I could get paid for this. I know. Um <laughs> Which, you know, it's like one one of my older podcasts brought in a little bit of money, like enough to cover like server costs and things like that. But, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a hobby that satisfies itself. That's always fun. But yeah, man. Anyways, so. <laughs> where to start, Taylor? I know, I know. Seriously, <laughs> I was waiting for like you to just dive right in. Uh, well. Okay, bring me back because right before we started talking, we were talking about another podcast that we recorded back like two or three years ago on International oh. Tabletop Day. Holy right? shit! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, yeah. So, it was um, it was not this year's International Tabletop Day, which we discussed on the podcast. Uh, it was the year before, twenty sixteen. Okay. Um, and uh, I had convinced my brother and Taylor and um, our buddy Lee that instead of playing our usual like Shogun or uh, like Catan or whatever the hell we played other other we should play some RPGs because everybody was getting after me about playing some pen and paper RP, RPGs 
um, you know, like everybody's always texting me like, oh man, we got to play some Heroes Unlimited, or we got to play some Rifts, or we got to play some Champions, or we got to play some Dungeons and Dragons, you know, and and uh, of course this was at the peak of my crit juice listening um, binge. So uh, anybody who hasn't heard me <laughs> wax poetic about crit juice, it's a Dungeons and Dragons D- Dungeons and Dragons real play podcast where they have drinking rules and the guy they are the funniest nicest guys uh, go check it out crit juice um anyway so we thought it'd be a fun idea to like try and podcast this game and and we settled on this indie game that i'd been uh, reading about called urban shadows and to me i i played it this week again and it's still like one of the funnest pen and paper rpgs i've ever played like it's just so organic and there's so little prep involved and uh so I got Taylor I got my brother Jason and our buddy Lee down there to play some games and we recorded it as a podcast and um we recorded for like 6 hours dude it's pretty impressive <laughs> and uh I uh, I have hung on to the audio files and of course I think I've looked at them off and on over the last two years and sort of been like, oh, I really got to add these up. And then I turn them on. I'm like, oh, this is unusable because we did one room mic and then Lee was really sick. So it's just nonstop sounds of him snorting and coughing and sneezing. <laughs> but then not only that, there's like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of crosstalk. Um, so it pretty much just sounds like a room mic recording ambient conversation rather than like a game you know yeah but it's still fun and i listened to like two hours of ours the other day and uh i was having a i was having a kick because taylor uh the whole time you know during and afterwards i we talked about this a little bit before but he was kind of shy and maybe a little embarrassed and (laughs) luna she's luna is on the notes that i needed to grab uh she but what's funny is Taylor for he had never played pen and paper before, and uh, and so this was your first experience, right? Um, mostly. Maybe we I'm played, wrong. We played one time at your place uh, when you lived with Cody, and there was like a group of guys around, but it wasn't like the same. We played some like space game. Oh I don't yeah! Know Holy shit! I forgot all about that. Yeah, and that was yeah, fun, was... but, like, it was, um, no one was, like, getting into character and doing voices and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Eclipse Phase. That okay. game was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. I um, forgot about that. And then the hard thing for me is, like, I don't know. I have a really hard time breaking out of who I am and, like, break, and, like, also doing voices and stuff especially when i like know that they sound terrible i'm like wow that's <laughs> that's really stupid and and like the character that i drew or whatever was a middle eastern guy yeah <laughs> and so the whole time i'm supposed to be doing this like middle eastern accent and the whole time no, I'm just like, you didn't oh, have I... to be doing an accent like that <laughs> i don't know that could just be my memory of me like feeling uncomfortable or whatever, but I did so have fun that's... and I did think that the story that we had was pretty cool. Like there were some pretty cool parts with like Oh yeah, dude. Especially that part with Lee and the car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude. That's what I was listening to because that was like our rally, because we had sort of been our energy had sort of been draining a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I remember like everybody looked so tired and I was like, Alright, well we gotta we gotta spice this up. So 
we shook it up and we had this big old like fight at this thing and and yeah the scene in particular was one uh, and this game it's it's designed to sort of uh, make players think through everything and also like explain through a lot of minor details and and then the the GM the game master is supposed to exploit the things that they don't um, explain so like one of the things was like Lee wanted to. Uh, he wanted to basically like put a brick like on the gas pedal of this car and like ram it into this thing, and you know. Keep in mind, we're like in the in middle scene, of a shootout. Yeah, yeah. And earlier in the scene, he had described putting the car into park, but this time he puts the brick on the gas pedal and then he lets it go. But he never took the car out of park. He left it. <laughs> he left it in park, <laughs> so it didn't move. And uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That there was like a whole big shootout. People were using their powers and beating up other people. And uh, it's definitely the most entertaining. And everybody, you could tell in the recording, everybody perks up. Um, I had a blast listening to that. But what's funny is Taylor, who was talking about like you know how I guess like embarrassed or uncomfortable. I guess it made him. But I found his notes, <laughs> and because I was explaining the game to another friend, and we were playing, and I was like, "Damn, dude, Taylor had like a legit backstory." Uh, I don't even character. hardly remember it, to be honest. <laughs> so your character's name was Salim, and he was from okay. Tehran. Uh, and at the beginning of this game, you're supposed to like sort of, because the game takes place in this sort of quote-unquote city, right? It's this like magical city that like once it has its claws in you, you can't you can't leave, you know? And yeah. there, and it's basically urban fantasy. So there's like demons, there's uh, werewolves and vampires and ghosts and wizards and all of this sort of stuff. <clears throat> and Taylor played Salim, uh, who was a vampire. And he wrote out this whole little backstory and here it is. I'm going to read it for you. <laughs> so are the city's name where our game took place was Beacon Hills, uh, which is interesting because I was thinking Beacon Hills as in beacon, as in light the beacons. Uh, you wrote Beacon Hills as in the word beak and the word in. <laughs> oh, Beacon. It's kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, Lincoln versus Lincoln. Lincoln Park versus Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting distinction. I'm always interested to see how people spell things that I say out loud. And this is something I come across in Chaotic Amateurs all the time is, you know, people spell things differently. But it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Anyway, yeah. he wrote... I came to Beacon Hills in search of a western vampire named O'Connor who knows about my turning, the turning being from human into vampire. My first memories are I awoke in a sewer in Tehran five years ago. I was caged and confused, and I was used as fuel to feed a clan of vampires. Upon my escape, I vowed to hunt them down and ruin all of them. I have been in the city for three months now, searching for O'Connor. I've become overwhelmed and awestruck by the city. I keep my cravings in check by being alone and avoiding others and sticking to the shadows when possible. So, that's all you wrote as your character backstory. <laughs> but, right. dude, that's, like, super badass. Like, that like, yeah. that sets a really cool seat, like, tone for a character. I like, I do like that I, I vaguely remember this, but I like that idea about being caged and being, like, fed upon by other vampires. Yeah, and, that's like, badass. That's, ha- that's how I turned to be a vampire. <laughs> and now you're out for revenge, dude? Like, totally Count of Monte Cristo status shit, dude. Yeah. 
Oh, so great. Yeah, Taylor was the uh, Taylor was the vampire in our game. Jason played a werewolf and uh, Lee played like an old an old, you know, retired like hunter who had come back to Oh, out of that's right. Basically. Yeah, that's right. I I one of the memories I have from that was like one of my first interactions was Jason being like he didn't like something that I did. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> like, and I just like was crippled by this indecision like I normally have, you know? <laughs> and I was like, Dude. I don't think I'm cut out for this. <laughs> uh. you, just, you just have like a mental breakdown yeah. in the middle of the game. Dude, I thought you did really well for – because Eclipse Phase – we spent like three hours creating our characters and then we played for like 60 minutes, which yeah, is, that's th- true. that is like time in time out. The experience I have with gaming yeah. is we create characters and then we'd never have time to play. Yeah. So it's fun with this one is like, we did spend a lot of time setting the scene for the characters and listening back, dude, we have a whole hour of introducing our characters to each other. And what's because it, it because that's how like the storyline is generated and the world is generated is is introducing our characters at the beginning of the session. In fact, so much so that it's even in the rule books that that's how it goes down. And what's funny is we have an hour and Lee took up like 30 minutes of it with his backstory. (laughs) He didn't write any of it down, by the way. He just invented it on the spot. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) And he talked for 30 minutes about his character. (laughs) It's Uh actually really impressive. I was blown away, dude. Like, the ideas were just like, rolling off of his brain dude yeah um but even still for somebody who's not used to that like you were impressive in that game you know like i i would love to be able to play again with our characters and the scene that we had created yeah that was pretty cool i wouldn't mind revisiting it and and giving it another try you know yeah dude we got to and then also too that's the other thing it's like that's the fun thing about games is, like, you're not tied in, especially a game like Urban Shadows. Like, your character is kind of supposed to die. So if you if you don't like your character, you can always <laughs> just, just regenerate <laughs> another one. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. That's funny. We we killed some of our main characters in Chaotic Amateurs. Really? To close out the season. Yeah. Huh. Dang. Spoiler alert. It was actually alert. really sad. <laughs> I, yeah. I teared up, actually, at the end of it. I was like, oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> uh, I, was like, I was like, you killed my favorite character. This is bullshit. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> of course, I, I'm blaming him, but I'm the one who killed him. So, um, <laughs> but well, hey, anyway, uh, it seems like there's a theme so far in this episode, which is stories, books, and stories. And yeah. it seems like something that's been going on on your yeah. forefront is writing a book. Yeah. So tell me, tell uh, me yes. how that's going. Dude, this okay. So it is November. It's National Novel Writing Month, and holy shit, this one has been kicking my ass, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I just I'm having a really hard time. And I, you know, I I've always been inspired by Jim Butcher, <clears throat> who yeah. wrote The Dresden Files, my favorite series of books. And he said that the ideas, he says, there's no such thing as a million dollar idea for books. Ideas are a dime a dozen. Take any ideas, combine them, write your book. It's all about how you do it. Not what, oops, excuse me. It's not about <laughs> what you do. It's about how you do it. 
And that's how his famous Dresden Files story started. That's how his uh, second most famous book series called The Codex of Alara started. He was trying to prove a point, and he said, all right, give me two random ideas, and I'll combine them into a story. And somebody said, Pokemon and the, La- and the Lost Roman Legion, which is some famous legend. And, uh, and he combined them to create the famous Codex of Alara books, which are like best-selling series. <laughs> uh, so I've always really admired that. And I decided this NaNoWriMo, I didn't put too much thought into it beforehand. I said, I want to write a book that is from, that's uh, diary entries or letters, oh, correspondence, right, yeah. right? Because one of my favorite books is Frankenstein, uh, which is written that way. Uh, at least the beginning is. Mm-hmm. And Dracula's that way too. And uh, there's a lot, a lot of famous examples. Um, like Dolores Claiborne, which is a Stephen King book. It's written entirely as like a court transcript of her testifying. Um, so I thought like, this would be great. Like what an easy way. And also like I used to only ever primarily write in first person, but then I, I thought that was too like easy and cheesy. So I challenged myself to write in third person. Well, now I'm back to writing in third uh, in first person, but it's hard like balancing the tenses because a, since it's a diary, you're recounting things that have happened while also talking about your thoughts presently. Um, Weird. Which is way more difficult in fiction than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it's just hard to balance a story that way. <laughs> um, another one that's written like a diary entry is one of my favorite books called The Last Werewolf. Um, really, really, really great urban fantasy uh, book about a werewolf. The Last Werewolf, believe it or not. Um <laughs> But I'm having a hard time. I'm actually quite behind the uh, daily goal. To, in order to uh, beat NaNoWriMo, you're supposed to write 1,667 words a day, which sounds daunting, but honestly, like you could probably do it in like two or three hours at most a day as long as you're writing. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm particularly uninspired with the story idea I picked and the character I created. Like, I was super excited when I got going and I knocked my daily goal out the first day, and I just haven't been able to do it since. So I'm a little behind, but um, well, I am I, having a lot of fun with it. And it is and it is kind of like untapping, like, the creativity a little bit, right? Yeah. Because essentially you just take the, backs, the backspace key off your keyboard and you go. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like writing in a in a notebook when in pen or whatever. Just yeah, don't don't that's, look back. That's the best way to do it. Don't look back. Keep yeah. going, yeah. because <clears throat> research suggests this, and I think this is applicable to game dev. And I say, I say research suggests this. I actually just got this off the latest episode of Butterscotch. Um, <laughs> uh, but research suggests this about wannabes and actual novelists and I think this applies to game dev and other things is that the one thing that sets <clears throat> the pros apart from the wannabes is that the pros have deadlines mm. and the pros actually do things Yeah, right? Like how long have we sat around and talked about doing game dev stuff and here we are you know almost a year into our game devs quest and like you know We've done a bunch of game jams. We've organized community like we've talked about. Our podcast is a lot of fun to do, and people respond well to it. <clears throat> a lot of people find excuses not to do things, right? Like, So if you have a deadline and you just challenge yourself to do it, research shows people get stuff done. And, uh, and you're not stopping. Like The number one thing I see people doing um, when writing 
and I think this applies to game dev as well, is that they, the like they're always like, well, I want to write this many good words. You know, it's like I, I heard one, somebody one time tell me that they wrote a thousand words per month for their novel. Oh, but those words have to be perfect. I'm like a thousand words a month. <laughs> so after a year, you have twelve thousand words, which is like forty pages, maybe. Yeah. Like what? That doesn't work. <laughs> Like, write your novel, then fix it, you know? And it's interesting, because Butterscotch shenanigans, they talk about all the time, like, they don't plan their games out very well. Right. They, con- they, they don't have a game design document. Which I think is crazy. I think game design documents help a lot, but maybe can, not even, I like... Can see, I can see both ways. Because um, I, I, like, start a game design document, kind of... And I really just use it more of like as notes. Yeah, I might yeah. Have a have kind of a, a vision about what a particular screen might look like, or or some mechanic or something. But other than that, like once I have it down, I usually just use it as notes, and then just kind of like go the direction. And to remember like going. And to remember your kind of like initial vision as well. Like I, I think yeah. about. Like we didn't do a game design document for Maximum the Rollerball or uh, no. Castle Master <laughs> Fassel Blaster, yeah, um, <laughs> or whatever. Like, but we do have a game design document for the Tournament Fighter. True. Which yeah. I was looking at the other day, and that's like pretty imperative to that because that's a lofty project. You know, like yeah, there's totally. so many, <clears throat> there's so many parts on that. Yeah. Um, and even if it's just to remember, like, oh yes, we want to implement. A tavern location or we right. want to implement a inn location or the arena location or this fighting system or this item or whatever you know I think that's all you need it for you don't necessarily right. need it I don't know what Butterscotch shenanigans thinks a game design document is but and I applaud their the, whatever way they do it because hey like their works. successful game dev firm yeah. like Crashlands is pretty fucking badass yeah dude I'm curious and to see what uh, Scuffle Buddies is going to be like. <laughs> I'm so stoked, dude. Are you caught up? Are you current? Uh, I am like in October of this year. I've been. Oh God. I've been October. going. <laughs> I've been going through it like pretty heavy after I finished listening to Sapiens. I have. I'm in the middle of episode 121, and there's 120. Episode 123 is the latest. Nice. So I've cool. almost. I've almost fully completed this podcast, right? <laughs> That's pretty impressive, dude. Yeah. But uh But yeah, so um we do have a, a NaNoWriMo channel on our on our Discord. And I encourage anybody who uh wants to, you know, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Lower your goal. Uh NaNoWriMo is supposed to be fifty thousand words in one month. But if you can't commit to that, commit to twenty five thousand. If you can't commit to twenty five, commit to fifteen. Or you can do what I did and and just vow to, um, every time you take a dump, add to your story, like on your phone. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, dude, li- like think about your story that you wrote for Salim. Yeah. Like, that's epic, dude, and and that's so evocative. You, like you even said it yourself. Like you love that idea of yeah. these vampires feeding. Like I don't care what it is, anything that feeds your creativity or like feeds your imagination is gonna be good for your skills especially in any sort of art like you know game dev or whatever it's gonna be good for you in the long run yeah totally um yeah i was like i mean i have barely done anything on nanowrimo but i 
I was going into it more more with the goal of kind of what do I want to say? Like you said, like evoking uh, creativity yep. in terms of like creating a game world or something. Yeah, you know, like I may only get like 500 words, or I may get a thousand or a couple thousand, but if I'm able to create a starting point for a game world that I could potentially make, then I view it as being successful. So nice. Yeah. And I wrote down, like I, I maybe only have like a hundred words right now of the thing I was writing, but, uh, yeah. but I could totally, the way I already have it set up is I could totally feel it as a game, you know? So, yeah. See, and that's, what's fun. And it's like, you know, my dream is, is like, since I've been in elementary school, you know, it's like I've always wanted to tell stories. And when I was in elementary school, that meant like being a movie director. You yeah. know, I remember being like, I want to be a movie director so bad. And I had all of these ideas that <clears throat> I could see in my head. But then I realized that I just like, I didn't know how to get into filmmaking or any of that stu- sort of stuff. And so then it was like, well, I really want to like write video games. Like I want to make video games and tell stories using games. But I didn't really know how to get into that either. So then it was just like, <laughs> I want to write a book. I want to write a fantasy or a science fiction book. Which, you know, it's funny that it sounds like lowering my goals. But um, it's really sharpened a lot of skills and, like, uh, artistic sense that I have for that sort of stuff. And and now, you know, we never completed it, but we've made a film. and yeah. um, And we've made some games. And uh, I hope to keep doing both of those things while keeping writing and sharpening the, those skills and, and those senses and all that even further. So Totally. Yeah, we... Uh, so if you guys keep up with uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, the most recent episode that he put out was just a masterpiece. Um, I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head. What's that game that he's playing? You remember? Oh yeah, um bring it up. Yeah, it's science. uh Polybius. Polybius, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So the idea is that there's this game, this like uh this game that may not even exist that people have talked about as, you know, like the CIA put it out there in the eighties and it like started controlling people's minds and stuff like that. And so the angry video game nerd like finds he hears that there that there's an original uh arcade console or whatever that he can actually go and play this game polybius and he goes out and he he finds it and it's about like his experience playing this game that like has these kind of alleged mystical powers and it's like pretty creepy kind of and uh I just really enjoyed it. And it reminded me of this movie that Rhett and I, before we started doing Game Devs Quest, we, we made this movie and we went out and filmed it and everything and uh, started editing, whatever, and haven't finished. But uh, after watching that, it was like, oh, dude. Like, first of all, I love film. Second of all, like, we need to finish that. We so should. That, See, yeah. and the thing, the thing that I realized about um about like filmmaking for me wasn't even like one of my favorite things is just like i love framing what a person sees totally like 
that's like my favorite thing. I love taking pictures and I love like filming something from the way that I see it and I want people to see it that way. Like it's so yeah. fun and cathartic. I know. Well, and you could tell <sighs> you could tell so much based off of what what you're framing in your shot. Like I don't know if we've talked about this at all on the podcast, but uh recently I watched the movie Get Out. Um do we talk about that at all? I don't know. Anyways, Get Out just blew my mind how how good of a movie that was. Yeah, that was so fun and refreshing. And one of my favorite things to do about or when I watch a movie that just like really compels me, you know, and uh like another another movie that I did this with uh was there's a movie called Enemy with uh Jake Gyllenhaal, one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. But it was like super artistically done. Wait, what is it? It's called Enemy. Oh yeah, dude, that's by Dennis Villeneuve or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, he he uh he did Arrival, which was oh. my favorite movie. Yeah, of Arrival, 2016, amazing. And he also directed the new Blade Runner. Oh, okay, I still need dude, to the see new that. Blade Runner is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah uh, everybody, a lot of people hated it, but it's so good. Huh? Yeah, I've heard I've heard really good things mostly, so I definitely want to <gasps> see it because it's amazing. People yeah. went into it thinking it was going to be like Mad Max. Yeah. That's probably true. Setting expectations too high. Yeah, well, it's they wanted action, and it's a drama. Right. That's that's how the original is. It's not like crazy action, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but one of my favorite things to do after watching one of those types of movies is to go online and watch people's, like, discourse on it. Like, uh you know them analyzing the film and talking about the hidden meanings and stuff and being a film studies major like i just eat that shit up basically you know and uh god like you watch uh you watch get out dude and i afterwards i watched um an an analysis of it and like first of all i love that movie and it like just was such a crazy premise and such an eye-opening film um and then seeing the analysis done, it's like so well thought out and everything in the movie, you know, is done for a reason, right? Yeah. Like there's this scene and I don't want to spoil anything, but there's this scene where the main character is kind of strapped to this chair and he, it's a leather chair and he picks out this cotton uh, in the chair and is able to like use that cotton to kind of like get out of the situation that he's in. And like the idea behind it is like, it's interesting that an African-American can take cotton, which was a symbol of slavery for so long and like pull himself out of this horrible situation with that, you know? And there's all these little tidbits. Like I didn't even catch that at all, but there's all these little tidbits of things like that in the film that are like just mind blowing. And uh I don't know. If you guys haven't seen Get Out, just go watch that movie. It's amazing. And and read a little bit about it cuz there's a lot of context that that could help. Um So anyways, I don't know how we got down that hole, but I don't know either, but it's <laughs> it's a great movie. Just, go watch Get Out. It's yeah. so good. And watch Enemy. You should watch Enemy. Right? Enemy. 
I should. I got it from you uh, when I, we were editing our movie, and I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. Uh, now yeah. that I know that it's Dennis Villeneuve or whatever his name is, uh, I definitely want to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so good. So good. Yeah. Um, hey, let's jump to um, some game dev stuff. Totally. Um, How's the stream been going? Well, I've been streaming uh, four to five days a week lately last two weeks it's been good i haven't had like a lot of people on the stream but it's mostly about being consistent and yeah accountability exactly so i uh completed last month's uh one game a month which was darkness and so you can play that on itch.io our our itch.io game devs quest i shot io um and this month's one game a month uh the theme is harvest and so i'm doing kind of this uh pixel art almost like single player board game it's a video game and uh, it's been pretty fun i've like found my passion again for for doing pixel art and uh, it's funny because like i haven't done pixel art in quite a while and uh getting back into it like i've done probably like eight hours of pixel art over the last week and like from from where i started in that eight hours to where i'm at now I already feel like I'm a lot better. <laughs> so, nice. and you could see it in the images. It's kind of funny. So, um, that's been a lot of fun. Um, that's, that's basically been my focus for a while. I was doing, uh, during lunch, I was, I started that, uh, dragon RPG course that I have on Udemy and uh, yeah. I just got kind of caught up with uh, one game a month. That course is cool. I'm excited about it's it. It's also been Tristam, right? Yeah. Also been Tristam, who is a boss. Yeah, so. he was the guy who um, ran the Udemy course that we still highly advocate for the the Unity Dev course. Yeah, on Which, Udemy. By the way, they're um, in the process right now of building that course 2.0, and nice. they, they have it. It's on. Uh, you can buy it on Udemy uh, right now, and uh, they're just building out the content, you know, updated with Unity 2017 and everything. So I considered buying it um but they do really cover kind of the the basics so i think i'm might be past that at this point but um i'm having a lot of fun with one game a month uh it's cool like some people are are uh, like last night this guy mikey t-shirt who hops on my stream sometimes uh was also doing one game a month and he just started so it's like oh cool you know maybe some of the people that hang out with me on stream we can like compare our interpretations it's almost like game jam you know see how yeah, people yeah. interpret the theme and what they do for their project so um it's pretty cool i'm i'm uh having fun doing the stream i'm i'm having trouble like because i don't want it to cut into my time with alia so i'm doing 9 to 11 monday through thursday right now and this was the first week that i did those hours and i've been like exhausted <laughs> Because normally, like, I'm in bed around 10, go to bed, like, 10.30, probably. And uh, now I'm, like, getting in bed by, like, 11.30 and probably not going to sleep until, like, after midnight. So that's yeah. been the hardest well, part. But You're one of these types that needs a lot of sleep, too. I know. So. I'm not like you. So, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, otherwise, I don't awesome. know. What's, what's awesome. been going on with you? 
Yeah, man. Well, okay. So this week, um, I haven't had a lot of time, um, especially, you know, it's like all of my spare time has sort of been spent, um, trying to catch up on NaNoWriMo, but, uh, but I did have a little bit of time. God, I guess, I guess like Sunday and a couple times this week, I decided, well, I'm going to try and and look at some, you know, and I and I saw you talking about like Game Maker Studio with some people and yeah, all this sort of stuff, which got me interested. It's like I kind of almost, I almost, yeah, got up onto Unity and started practicing some more Unity and stuff like that. But I actually decided I was gonna do a little bit more um, looking at Click Team Fusion 2.5, which uh, you and I both have. Yeah, and it's a pretty popular uh, game engine. Uh, it was used to make the popular The Escapists on Steam. Anyway, they have built-in tutorials on there, so I did like three of those. Hell yeah, dude! And dude, they're like it's <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it feels like cheating almost, you know, in a way. Uh, <laughs> but it's still pretty cool that like you know, it just it it always reminds me of like a DAW digital audio workstation where you go in and you got this tool and it does a bunch of stuff and it's all about just figuring out what you use like how to use the tool effectively and that, and I guess in the grand scheme of things, at the end of the day, doesn't really matter which tools you use to make a thing. Nope. As long as you make a thing. So, yeah, dude. That's uh, something I've, I've been... had to like try and get over over the years because it's like, I don't know. You start programming and you just get this this feeling that you need to just build everything yourself. Like you take a data structures course and they make you like learn how to make a linked list and like all these different data structures. And you don't really need to do that ever because <laughs> like there's already libraries that do it for you you don't need to reinvent the wheel just like use what's best practice and 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 go you know so it's like it's kind of like the thing that you see non-stop on the uh, game dev reddit subreddit uh where people are trying to build their own game engine before they actually like try making a game and like that's cool if you can make a game engine like you're proving your programming skills but like do you really need to make a game Im- engine to make a game? No. Just use Unity or use Click Team Fusion or Game Maker, whatever, dude. You don't have to, you know, bear that burden yourself. I will say, I hate Tim Ferriss. <laughs> I hate him. And that's all I have to say about it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, did once, he did say one thing in one of his books that really stuck with me. And I know what you're thinking, listener. Oh, you hate Tim Ferriss, but you read his books. Yeah, I. that's why I hate him. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> he, in one of his books, talks about, ask yourself what the end goal of, of anything is. And in his book, he uses this example like, you want to drive a Ferrari. That's your end goal. You want to drive a Ferrari. Well, okay, further ask yourself, do you just want to simply drive a Ferrari or do you want to be able to drive a Ferrari every day? People look at the price tag of a Ferrari and they become intimidated. They go, oh shit, like a Ferrari is $225,000 or whatever. I don't actually know the price tag of one. but yeah. and, and then they stop there because that's what our lower to middle class minds do. We look at the total price and we go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll go with but, the Honda. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. If you're but if your goal is to drive a Ferrari, well, you can go rent a Ferrari for a day. You know, there's like Ferrari rental dealerships. 
which that costs way less money. You know, you might have yeah. to like get a serious insurance policy out, but <laughs> there is an affordable way to get your goal. If your goal is to drive a Ferrari every day, well, you can buy one, but you don't have to pay up front. You can finance it, you know, which I don't ever advocate financing expensive cars, but <laughs> he has a point. Like, it doesn't matter how you achieve your goal as long as you achieve it. So if your end goal is to create a game, why does it matter if you've put the blood, sweat, and tears into creating your own game engine from the ground up? If that's something you want to do, power to you, friend. Go and make your own game engine. Go. I hope, And then I hope the next game you make with it becomes a bestseller. I really do. But if your end goal is to create a game, then it shouldn't matter which tools you use to get that done. Yep. And uh, and I've always been a believer of this, but it's it's a weird. It's funny that it's a, taken me this long to sort of like open up Click Team Fusion and actually fuck around with it. And like <laughs> you know, I've done the first tutorial like five times before I finally opened this up and did a bunch and then started screwing around on my own. Um, and you know, I don't have anything worth showing off by any means, but it's still really fun. You know, you can yeah. port assets in and do all this stuff and. It's all right there, man. It's all toggle switches and dials and 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 number scales, uh, yeah, you know, sliders and things like that. Like, it's well, I mean, really intuitive. And best-selling games have been made with it. So yeah, totally, you can't I, knock it. And look at some of the games that came out of our game jams. A bunch of them were made in Click Team Fusion. I mean, yeah. Jago's game that he made is legit. You know? Yeah. So you can't knock it. And I like I've thought that for a little while, like it might be worth, uh, especially for you, since you don't have like the coding background, it might be worth looking into something like that and to like just get you going. You know, you'll be up and running in no time compared to like if you have to learn C sharp or whatever. Not saying you can't or you don't. But Yeah, well that's what that's what got me to do it was I really do wanna keep on coding. But if that's the thing that's holding me back from making games, that's not an obstacle anymore in this day and age. Yeah. Right. So why not make games and while learning to code, you know? Yeah. I mean, so that's been really helpful. And and uh, I have kind of got back into, um, you know, learning to code, trying to learn to code anyway. Um I have uh, like a C sharp learning app on my phone that's really helpful. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's just like kind of like little quizzes and stuff that help you uh, like reinforce syntax and things like that. So that's been a lot of fun. Nice. Um, yeah, I was thinking to myself, I was like, they have language learning apps for fucking Japanese. Why don't they have language learning apps for C sharp? <laughs> and uh, they do. So yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and also I found this. I found this app. And it's not the best, but it's called Pocket Game Developer, and it's just an app, and it's pretty much a game engine, <laughs> like in on your phone, right? Oh. Like you can go on there and you can make little games on your phone. Um, the free version, um, you're a lot more limited on what you can do, but it's still really cool. Like they have an asset builder in there, and you can do all this like pixel art, and they have a level designer and all this sort of stuff that you can do. Um, I've been screwing around with it like when I'm on the pod at work and uh, it's it's pretty fun and I've almost been thinking about buying the full version just 
to see like <laughs> you know like what I could do with it. Uh, um, it's pretty cool. I've seen some people like make some like platformers and stuff with it, side nice. scrollers and and things like that. So, there, you know, there's things you can do with it. I don't think you can like export anything, but you know, you can have your little. Well, maybe you can. I, I honestly don't know, but you can have your little your little pocket game developer app, and when you make a game, you can turn it on and play it in there. You know, which is kind of yeah, cool. So. That is cool. Dude, did um, you ever get that laptop shell for your phone? Uh, it's it fucking en route. <laughs> okay. Because uh, yeah, I was just going to say, there you go, dude. Hook, it, hook your phone up to that and make games you, yeah. on your little shell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the shell he's talking about is called the uh, Centio Superbook. Uh, I kickstarted it like a year ago before I went to Guatemala. And uh, they said that I was supposed to get it after... I got back from Guatemala and um, they've had so many like manufacturing hangups and firmware hangups. Uh, they're finally shipping it. It is en route via container ship from China. So uh, it's, <laughs> I should have it before Christmas, <laughs> which is, it's cool. It honestly didn't cost me that much. So I'm not, I'm not too distraught over it. So, yeah. and it was a sweet, sweet tax write off. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, and then also, I don't know if I'm taking up too much no, of the spotlight dude. today. Keep going. But, Keep going. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, this is kind of unrelated, but I was about to talk about something I got on Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle's been bought by IGN, so things yeah. are a little different with it. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 a little um, cautious of the changes that they've made. I'm not. I don't really like them all that much. But um, before IGN bought them, I bought a like. I think they classified themselves as, as like another game dev bundle. I could be wrong. I guess I look at my purchases. But um, oh, I guess it's just a software bundle. But it was all like game making stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was a um a DAW, a digital audio workstation that's like specializes in like making video game music, uh, which, you know, video game, it's basically just like eight bit, 16 bit sound stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's actually kind of cool. I was screwing around with it the other day and it's like, I'd much rather just use FL studio, but, uh, it's pretty cool, you know, and it only cost me like five bucks or something like that. And it comes with all these tools. Um, so I've been screwing around with that a little bit more and, and, and looking at, you know, using a tool that's a little bit more aimed at, cause one of the hard things with FL studio is design. Cause you have to like design sounds in FL studio, uh-huh. making them sound like get the sound quality that you want, like getting it to sound like a retro video game is, uh, kind of difficult. Hmm. But uh, this, it's all built in and kind of easy. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It could be Ritmic or Right Mic or Ritmic or Right Mic. I don't know. Uh, it's impossible to say. But it's on Steam. Um, so if you guys are interested in looking at another music making tool, um, it's pretty interesting. And the fun part about it is that people, uh, you once you create a song on there, you can like upload it to like the community and the community can like listen to it and oh that's and cool do stuff with it like that yeah so it's kind of it's kind of a neat little thing nice um r y t m i k check it out if you are into that sort of thing 
Ritmic. <laughs> Ritmic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I've actually been thinking about um, for this. So, like, the last last one game a month I did, I didn't do really any art. I did, like, maybe one or two sound effects, and the rest were from freesound.org. Um, and so this time I was like, maybe I should, like, try to make my own music this time. Um, and I was thinking about, I guess I do, I think I have FL Studio on here somewhere, but, uh, I was thinking about trying out Wise, which I know a lot of, uh, game development studios use. Um, and I'm not sure, like, what the, I think for learning it and stuff, it's free, but if you, like, make a commercial product, you have to pay for it much like many of the game engines out there. Um, and so if I get time, I'm going to just kind of dabble with that. But we're already a third of the way through the month, and I still have a long ways to go. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, if not this time, maybe next time. Yeah. So, But I'm pretty excited about my game. Um, I think, uh, you know, just doing all the art and the idea I have is, is interesting. Uh, I hope I can pull it off and make it like last time my game just I made it and it like accomplished what it what I set out to do, you know, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> and so like this time I really hope that I make something that's fun and that's going to be something that's uh, like going forward. I'll have to try and learn more about and refine is just game design like making a fun game that's like a complicated system is hard um and so hopefully just by making a lot of games i'll make one that's fun (laughs) you know so yeah for sure anyways uh real real quick (laughs) i wanted to to mention so I've been saying for a while that I need to go and rate my podcast that I really like listening to. And so I tweeted out earlier this week about how, you know, you should rate, you being everyone, uh, should rate your favorite podcasts or content creators or whatever, because um, it really does help them out. And so I, I've i only done one rating because the process was horrible. Like, I thought... <laughs> I thought, like, first I'm like, well, maybe Podcast Addict, my podcast app, will be able to do it. So, you know, I go to Coffee with Butterscotch because that's my favorite podcast right now. And I'm, like, looking around. Can't find a way to do it. So I Google it. Not something you can do in Podcast Addict. All right. Well, I mean, iTunes is, like, the big place for podcasts. So I go on their website, looking around. I'm like, well, I probably have to create an account. So I create an account on my phone like playing around with it and I cannot find anything about actually rating a podcast. So then I Google that and the only thing I could find was if you're doing it from your phone, you have to have an iPhone, which that is the kind of shit that just pisses me off about like <laughs> Apple versus Android and stuff. It makes me never want to buy an Apple product. Um, and so then I basically find out that the only way you can really do it uh, 
is install iTunes. Like I then I like got on my computer and I was like, well, I can probably just do it from iTunes the website on my computer, right? Nope. Nope. Can't do it. You have to install <laughs> iTunes. Ugh. God. <laughs> so, like. If there's any wonder why a lot of podcasts that are great don't get a lot of reviews, you can thank Apple because <laughs> that was garbage. Yeah. And then the uh, other the other thing that happened, I so I get iTunes installed. I I find copy with butterscotch. I start writing a review. Well, you know those those websites or whatever where like they have kind of a window within the the browser or whatever, and then you, yeah yeah you accidentally click off the the window and then the it the little pop up goes away. Well, that happened. <laughs> I wrote up this whole like review for Coffee with Butterscotch, and then I misclicked somewhere, and then it was gone. Like it doesn't save it anywhere. <laughs> so the whole yeah. process was just like one of the most irritating things I've I've been through in a while. So yeah, um, yeah. Which is why uh, we don't push the review thing too hard because uh, it is difficult for a lot of people and we don't want to put you off. But yeah. I will say it is it is very important to podcasters. It helps them maintain visibility and reach new audiences. And if you really like a podcast, it you know I guess it's the price of having a good pod, like of of being able to sort of have your favorite podcast every week yeah. or your favorite podcasts favorite multiple podcasts a week you know because right. it helps them maintain visibility and helps them reach more people and it's an yeah. easier way to get people to listen than to tell all your friends yeah how many times have you told all your friends about your favorite podcast and not a damn one of them listens to one of them <laughs> yeah i know you know like it took me a long time before i started listening to coffee with butterscotch and now that's like one of my favorite weekly go-tos i cannot wait for the new coffee with butterscotch podcast to be released every yeah. week same here man and um but if i were looking for a game dev podcast and do to do and oh here what's this coffee with butterscotch huh oh here's a review from my man taylord uh it <laughs> says wow this is the best podcast ever all right hey let's give it a go yeah so yeah kind of a huge pain in the ass so you know just consider yourself a goddamn saint anytime you leave a, <laughs> a uh, review when you are not on an apple product seriously if you do have an iphone no excuse go go uh rate and review your favorite podcast <laughs> and if you have an iphone x or an iphone 10 i'm sorry <laughs> uh. Anyways, I think we're kind of wrapping up here. We're right about an hour mark. Uh, Taylor, something we've been forgetting to do our last several podcasts. Uh, our last since several I think, months, more like. Well, not several months. I think since we left for Japan. Okay. So, two months. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been just nonchalantly ignoring our duty as game dev questers, challenging no. each other every week. So... Uh, I challenge us to get back into the, the habit of that and <laughs> propose a challenge for you. Okay. This week. What is it? Lay it on me. Hop hop on your old Steam account. Okay? Yeah. Make sure you got Click Team Fusion 2.5 installed. Okay. And do at least the first tutorial. 
They're built in. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> the first tutorial is like a brick breaker. Very cool. Done that many times. <laughs> I well, look. If you don't no. want to do that one, no. do another one. <laughs> I I so I've actually should... I think I've done it four times, but I would be happy to do it again. Brick look. breakers are great for learning how to learning a an intro game. Yeah, whatever. and here's yeah. the thing with it. It shouldn't take you more than an hour to do that one. I think All I right. did the Brick Breaker in like 30 minutes last time. Yeah, I'll do it on my lunch probably. Yeah. So, so there's my challenge to you. I just want cool. you to... I want you to take a look at it, and then I want you to report back to us next week and tell us what you think. Will do. All right. Um. Well, so my challenge... I don't know if it, it fits into your scope of what you're doing right now, but... Um, my challenge is to get on the Udemy course and do the next, I said five, but those videos are kind of long. So how about do the next three videos in the Udemy course? And if that doesn't work for you, apply that to Click Team Fusion and, and keep pushing through their tutorials or find some some new tutorials to, to go through for, uh, for Click Team Fusion. Whichever you prefer, obviously like, I want to go with Unity because that's where I'm at. But if you're well, yeah, kind yeah. of on a Click Team Fusion, uh, well, I'm not trying to thing. steer you another way. I honestly just kind of want your opinion for the podcast next week. So totally, yeah, dude, I'm happy to check it out. I think I opened it one time, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's not that bad. But yeah, I, I definitely don't want to steer you away from your desired course, but. Yeah, I just want you to, to kind of do it uh, so that you can have uh, another idea. And that way, if anybody ever asks about, like, game engines and stuff, like, you can answer more intelligently. True. Yep. I like it. Cool. All right, man. Well, I think that about does it. This, is what, this was a great uh, episode. Thanks for thanks for accommodating my strange time. Anybody who doesn't know, we, me and Taylor normally podcast at, like, 9 a.m. sharp on Friday. Uh we started at eleven thirty today. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had kind of a weird couple of weeks in terms of podcasting because the last one we did with our buddy John Dodson was at like two p.m. So, oh yeah, that was yeah. So we're a little off, but yeah, uh, we'll get back on track. So. Heck yeah, good. Our, well, our bank actually is kind of running low too. <laughs> yeah, I know. We gotta we gotta rebuild some of those. But well, um, I think I speak for both Taylor and I when I say thank you for listening to Game Devs Quest. Please rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We may be on Google Play. I say that every week and no one's ever corrected me, so it could be true. It could be false. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give us a tweet. We're on Twitter at Game Devs Quest. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. You can email us at gdq at airpodcast.com. Hey, and... Go play our games, itch.io slash gamedevsquest, or no, gamedevsquest.itch.io. I don't yep. know. Yeah, that's it. Okay, the second yeah. one. Um, and uh, I'll be uh, upstreaming on my stream uh, pretty regularly, at least through the month of November, hopefully farther than that. Uh, Twitch.tv slash 7-A-Y-L-O-R-D. Yep, nailed it. Um awesome i think you're also out. hosted on our twitch stream twitch.tv slash game devs quest i think so. um and if any of you guys want to come and join uh the more one-on-one conversations we do have a discord server 
uh, where we talk about game dev, and we're also talking about NaNoWriMo right now, and people can share their work, all that sort of thing. So hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on email, and let us know that you want an invite for that. I think we probably have a permanent invite, but I'm not sure of the uh, exact URL for that. So yeah. Um, all right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Cue that music. <laughs>